Welcome to Somewhere and Elsewhere, a Coastal Carolina Arts Podcast by Short Sides. I'm Kevin Lee Y. Green. Coming up next, a Somewhere and Elsewhere special where we uncover stories from artists across the coastal region. I feel what can happen is that the same art can also be co-opted by people who don't have your same agenda. I'm Antoine Williams. I'm 40 years old. I'm an interdisciplinary artist, and I make work about systems of oppression. Um, I look at issues of power, perception, and fear, and their effects on Black bodies. I tend to look at my work as being part of a larger conversation, um, like what's going on in this moment? You know, what are we talking about? What are What's in the zeitgeist? And like my art feeds into that. So I started using um, hoodies in my work around the time after Trayvon Martin. And, you know, Trayvon, a few things about that case that stood out to me is one, that Trayvon didn't really get to be a kid. So the, the case of where George Zimmerman hinged on him either attacking Zimmerman or kind of being this docile victim. He'd never got the chances to be this scared like kid, right? That just reacted however a scared kid would react. But there's also a lot of talk about like the hoodie, right? Like depending on who's wearing it and in what context, we view it differently. Putting on a hoodie for people with black bodies, you're not just putting on a piece of fabric at times. You're putting on all of this weight that um, society has kind of placed on you, right? This perception that you are now something other, right? You're now a threat. And having to contend with that, right? So Trayvon was framed as this thug because he wore a hoodie. And so in some of the pieces, I have my characters draped in hoodies. And so they're kind of, their bodies are being um, layered in this symbol of oppression that literally, oftentimes they start to buckle underneath this pressure. You know, the work that I'm making, it's about these issues of race and oppression and it's from my perspective. And I'm hopefully I'm coming at it from a really nuanced place. Because that's my thing. Like, I want these big, bold, fundamental changes to society. Because right now we have, we've, we, there's some really good steps. And there needs to be a lot more to defeat white supremacy. So in D.C., there was the, like, Black Lives Matter that was painted on um, the street, right, leading up to the White House. Um uh, Democrats in the uh, House, right, they had the Kenton cloth and they did the kneeling that for like eight minutes and, and 46 seconds, right? So that's performative art. Those things can look really nice to people and people can look at that Black Lives Matter and say, wow, like people of all races painted that. And that's a real big thing that the mayor of that city did. That is great. But if that's all the mayor does when you have Black people in that that mural does not affect the lives of real Black people, right? And so it can't just stop at that. But the reality is actual Black folks that are like getting, you know, who are like, who's, who's suffering in the system, that mural and that, that um, kneeling, it needs to be followed up with, you know, these are um, policies that are going to affect people on the ground that affects systemic change. Also, I feel what can happen is that the same art can also be co-opted by people who don't have your same agenda, right? So um, it's sort of a double-edged sword. But I think when art is properly contextualized, art can be a form of protest, and it can definitely be used to motivate things to happen. 
You've been listening to Somewhere and Elsewhere, a Coastal Carolina arts podcast from Working Narratives and Shoresides. Shoresides is a local journalism project serving the Coastal Carolinas and beyond. Know of a Coastal Carolina artist we should be covering? Contact us at info at shoresides.org. I'm Kevin Lee Y. Green. Thank you for listening.